Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Do The Thing Dating Experiment. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have another person for you to meet that has been part of the Do The Thing community. And I am so excited to get a chance to talk to her and have her share what she's looking for in a partner and really what she's excited about getting into a new relationship. And I just can't wait to dive in and get to know her more. So I'm excited to welcome Norma to the show. Hi, Norma. I'm so excited to be here, Stacy, and all the crew that is probably watching me right now or later. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited because I always get to see your posts and your involvement in the community, and you're so inspirational with the things and the depth of the expression that you have. And I just feel like there's something so just real and authentic when you're sharing the things that you're sharing. And I really value and appreciate that. And so anyway, I'm just glad I'm glad to have you on here today. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, how did we begin? Okay, I'm going to start off. I'm going to ask you, why did you say yes? So I am telling everyone about the Do The Thing dating experiment and this new experimental podcast that I'm doing. And why did you decide to come on here today? I decided to do the podcast, I think, because it gives you a reflection of a different point of view, too, like your point of view, as opposed to my point of view. Maybe I'll learn something more about myself. I already know that there's some red flags that kept screaming at me, so I'm definitely going to listen to those. But I also want to hear those ones that are not screaming at me. They're just red flags. And so I think this will help me to understand myself a little bit better and to get to know myself more. And you can even dive in and have an opinion or however you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's really great and very open of you to keep your mind open to be able to expand beyond kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. So this is definitely nerve-wracking. <laughs> but in a sense, I need it. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. I want to get to know myself so much better. And I've learned a lot just because of you. And some of the things have been so eye-opening that I can't wait to find out a little bit more about myself. Yeah. And since you said that, I'd love to hear what you've learned about yourself that you're now bringing into your life. Well, the people-pleasing. I think that I'm always a good-hearted person. I'm always a giver, but I never had a finish line. It was always more, more, more. You need a dollar, you need $5, you need $10. It was nonstop. So I became a people pleaser. And then not because I wanted anybody to like me, but it was because I think in my story with my mom, it was trying to find her affection. And so I kind of did that, I think, throughout my relationships. So I never had a no. And now I'm having a no or a boundary line that makes me happy and everybody else happy. So instead of me walking away feeling like, oh, I feel empty, now I can say, you know what, they have, they're half full and I'm half full and we're both got something out of it. I think that's the biggest picture that I learned about myself through all of this, that I knew I played a big part of it. I just couldn't figure out what it was, that missing piece. And you finished my puzzle and now I'm working to deconstruct it and rebuild it. I think that's the biggest thing that I got out of so far, you know, from your do the thing. It's been amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yes. 
I love that yeah. because especially because we're here today talking because you're looking for a relationship and wanting to meet someone. And I think that's such a great place to be is to come to that self-awareness and really start to see what's been holding you back or maybe you didn't even know what it was because you weren't in touch with it. Now you are. So what a beautiful time to get in a relationship and meet someone when you've identified what it is. Yeah, I think your program, when I first started, and then I had gone on a couple of dates, and they were very nice men, but then I noticed there's just screaming red flags. And if it wasn't for your program, I would have probably just continued because there were some things I liked about them, but the screaming flags were the reason why I had self relationships. So just going through your first time around, like do the dating, that helped me identify that. It was like, no, I can't continue. And that almost was probably the beginning of me learning how to not be such a people pleaser or give it all or just keep trying and hoping this broken will was going to work. And I learned to change that will and I want a smoother ride. So I think that's where meeting you, meeting your program was the beginning of finding myself. I mean, you know, it's later in life, but never too late. Yeah, I appreciate hearing that. I would love to have you share with the listeners and whoever might be listening that <laughs> maybe a particularly special person that we don't know who that is yet. But <laughs> uh, who are you? Tell us who you are. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm Norma, Norma Jean, my middle name. I'm 58 years old. I'm the mother of two adult children in their 30s. I'm a grandmother. I work in the accounting department at a nonprofit organization. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love watching war movies. I love reading true war time. I love activities. I love sports. I, I like bowling. I like fishing. I love so many activities. Things that I probably don't like is NASCAR and amusement rides. <laughs> Those are the two things I do not like. But other than that, I'm, I'm open to so many things. Just enjoy life. It sounds like between the Pittsburgh Steelers and sports and fishing, you're, you, you like being active and outdoor and in nature. Is that right? It is. It is. I like to hike. I love waterfalls. I love sitting by them and just, you know, every time we go look for one, just love being by it. It's so calming and serene and it's so powerful too. Nature is just beautiful. And I, know, I just enjoy that kind of stuff. And quiet rivers when I'm trying to catch that fish. <laughs> so that's me. What does it do for you when you're going through that and you're feeling serene and peaceful when you're getting to be by the waterfall and, and feel that? What's kind of that? What does that do for you? It's like a deep breath that I haven't taken in a long time. And you finally get to exhale and just let all that stuff just go and your mind just is so calming and free and it's just a very spiritual feeling that I don't get too often. You know, I live a busy life and when I'm near the water, that's when I feel a lot of peace and on the dance floor too, because I, I love to dance. <laughs> You're just reminding me, I loved when you wrote in the group, because I've tabled this for a dare in the future, because I had a dare that said dance like no one's watching. That was a dare that I did in the dating challenge. And you said <laughs> dance like everyone's watching. And I thought yeah. that was the coolest 
reframe because yeah, dance like everyone's watching because you own it and you can take up that space. I honestly didn't realize how many people were watching me because it's just something that's, I guess I get up in the morning and I have a song in my head. It could be a commercial. It's just a weird thing. And I just started just doing my thing and I'm at work and I do it a lot. And I thought that that was my little secret. And that was not my secret. I'm always singing and dancing and I enjoy it. I like movement and freedom and it feels good to just exhale, let loose and have fun. Who cares? He's watching. I'm going to get him happy. <laughs> okay. So Norma, are you ready for the big question? Okay. <laughs> what are you looking for in a partner? I am looking for someone who is very calm, have that, that inner peace. I'm looking for someone who is capable of having hard conversations without bad language. <laughs> someone who is a gentleman, someone who likes some similarities. I like, like sports and nature. I do like wind down time at night, especially. I like to keep things quiet before I go to bed. Someone who wants to grow with me, someone who wants to grow old with me and not be old with me. I do not want to be with an old man. I want to grow old with him. Because, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of life left and I don't want it sitting behind a TV. Those are rainy day things when it's nice and I want to get out and enjoy life. So I'm hoping to find somebody like that and someone who's going to support me and I support them and we hear each other, not shout at each other. Be respectful. Just a lot of things like just quality. And honestly, I, I've met people in the past. They seem to have addictions like to alcohol or to food. I want to know that somebody knows their limits on it's okay to indulge on holidays, but if you're indulging every day in food and drink, then I kind of want to live a healthier lifestyle. And those things don't include in my book. So. <laughs> And then I'd love to know, it sounds like you mentioned a few things about conflict specifically and what you don't want for that. I would love to hear how do you want to handle when there's a conflict? Well, it really does depend on the conflict, of course, because sometimes it could be personal to him or personal to me. Meaning if I'm having a conflict with my, let's say my daughter, we may have a little spill. I don't need him to tell me how to handle it. I want him to say, are you okay? Are you all right? Something like that. Is there something I can do for you? Do you want to talk about it? Those are the type of things that I would handle it. Are you okay? Do you need space? Do you want me to be there for you? How do you want me to handle it? What do you need from me? So I don't want someone to just jump into my life or I jump into their life and expect to solve their problems because I'm not solving anybody's problems. That we're supposed to handle things together. And I learned that from the past that people want to fix you or fix your problems. And it's not about fixing, it's about supporting. And there's a difference. I would love to hear what, we'll go lighter now. I'd love to hear what your ideal date would be with this person. Well, since I love the outdoors, I do play golf. I mean, it's horrible. But I would not mind going to like a driving range and hitting some golf balls or, and then afterwards, maybe grabbing a little bite to eat. I think that when you're out 
moving and doing things, whether it's bowling or going for a hike or something, you're more yourself than you are sitting down face to face having a dinner and wondering if you took too big of a bite or something. I tend to be a doer and I get to know a person better that way when we're both just letting our hair down and just relaxing and having fun. I think it's it's a good way to enjoy each other. Yeah, I think that's such a good way to put it. It's like you get to be more yourself when you're being active and doing something that you enjoy and they enjoy. You're getting a different level of connection than you would just sitting over in a restaurant or something. Yeah. Have you ever noticed it's quite weird? You're looking around and you're looking at them. It's quite weird. But if you're out doing something, even if it's throwing a Frisbee around in the park, I'm a very open person. I'd take a picnic, do a Frisbee, and I'd throw it. Let's see how funny we run at our age now and (laughs) just let it go. I just want to have fun and enjoy life. I don't want to be heavy with a person. So that's probably me. (laughs) So good. And what would you consider your dream day? And by dream day, it could be dream weekend, dream week, dream. What would that dream be? Something that you would do that just is like, oh my God, that would be the coolest thing. (laughs) Well, I always like carriage rides, horse carriage rides. So I think if we had a date starting off in a horse carriage ride and then going to like a ballet, I love the theater. So and going to that and they usually have little hors d'oeuvres, maybe a little champagne before it. And then afterward, uh, I go back to the carriage ride and seeing night stars and him telling me that I finally found you. I think that would be boom (laughs) and fireworks. Yeah, be my perfect date, but I would have to know for a while before that happens. <laughs> yeah, I love those words. I finally found you. Yeah, I'm very down to earth. I'm open to a lot of things. Trust is very, very big with me. So I hope that the person I do find values that trust with me and self-respect and all of that. So those are the things that I find very, very big with um, a person. And it takes time to build that trust. You have it, but you still have to earn it until you sell it. (laughs) Secrets and stuff like I don't like all of that stuff. I'm open. Here you go. I also would love to know, how do you handle your downtime? You mentioned wanting downtime or just even your typical day, your lifestyle. What does that look like for you? Well, since I'm by myself, I come home, I immediately put the uh, radio on. I got to have music and I do that even in my car, on the bus. I'm always listening to music or your podcast or something. <laughs> so I'm trying to find positive things. But normally when I come home, I, I do like to relax. I put the music on and you know empty my lunch bag or something like that. I actually prepare my lunch for the next day because <laughs> I just don't have the time. But normally I do those types of things and then I do look at emails or mail or something I know I have to attend to and or if I'm not with friends or something like that. But my typical day is everybody's day. Make dinner, get stuff ready for the night before and usually 10 o'clock I like to really unwind and not really talk much. Just relax and go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very boring, so. (laughs) (laughs) What's kind of like, I mean, we talked a little bit about your ways of unwinding with being in nature and fishing and watching the Steelers and things like that. But do you have any everyday way that you're taking care of yourself to unwind? Well, 
I mean, I, I love to walk on Tuesday nights. I do an exercise class. My job recently has kept me so busy. I mean, we, from the October to just for a couple of weeks ago, we were working every weekend, like seven to 10 hours. We were working an extra two or three hours a night. We had audit or controller retire. Another accountant had left. So we really had to buckle down and try to get it all together. So I was extremely, extremely busy working. And that's two years in a row that this has happened. And so that's another partner. I wonder how would they accept that, that I'm working a lot and I can't just get up and quit my job. So I, I, that's a concern, but I'm actually getting to know my apartment again. And I talked to my plants back here. <laughs> it's been so long since I actually been here. It, it seems like yesterday I put up my Christmas tree and it's gone now. Thank goodness it's down. But I haven't had much time. So that's something I have to consider maybe changing jobs if it continues like this because it's too much work. But I love my jobs. I don't, that's a conflict for me. It's like, I love my job. But then if I know a partner too, I don't know how that would mesh because I would want him to respect the fact that I can't tell my boss no when things need done. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I'd love to know, what do you love about your job? I, I, it's accounting. I love, I got thrown into a class. Here you go. You're going, you're going into accounting. And I said, oh, okay. And had no clue what it was. And I just loved it from then. It's amazing how it's like a big puzzle, a mathematical puzzle, and everything connects in the weirdest ways. Like when you do audit, you find out the finer details of what accounting really is. And so I just love that it becomes a puzzle when it becomes a final. There's a final to it. Then on to the next puzzle, we move. And so I like that. I've always dreamed of being a CPA after that, but life circumstances didn't give me that opportunity. But hey, I'm still in my shield, so that's all that matters at this point. But yeah, I like it. I, I do love it. <laughs> what would you consider something fun or adventurous about you? I hate to say it, I phrase it this way, but this childlike freedom of just being a kid. Just I went to a high pile this this year, and just being a kid. Wow, look at this cave, and look at this, and look at that. It was. I felt like a kid in a candy store and I feel happy and I feel free and I sometimes am ridiculously immature, but that's fine because I love these new experiences and the people I'm around, they seem to enjoy it too. They don't know how to let their hair down and I guess I do and I don't care who's watching. I, I express my feelings the way they are, whether you're watching or not. I, I don't care too much about, which is weird. I don't really care about a lot of things when I'm in my happy mood, when something makes me extremely happy, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going for it. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Maybe I'll have think, to invest myself. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you'll listen back and you'll hear that you really answered it well because I love that idea of that childlike curiosity and how you tackle things when you come into them. And it explains actually how I see you in the group too because you have this really, just this unique way of being able to kind of bring people together through the things that you're sharing. Oh, well, thanks. I hate to say it, but we have, I feel like it's our group. It was like that in my accounting class in, in college too. I had this one group, there were six of us, and we just meshed so well together. 
and we enjoyed each other's company and we did so many classes counting classes but we just are you taking that class i'm taking it with you we're, we're going to be together and we're still friends and we meet once in a while for drinks or something like that and, and we so i like that we all can be silly together and we we're all adults and we were just laughing our heads off and we still run into our accounting teacher and he's like you guys were the best group ever and i think that's how i feel about our group when i see mike and everybody coming in and it's like our group is here but it's all of us it's not just our group it's you and then you expand it so many of us it's amazing so when i'm happy i think that's how i connect with people and they connect back with me but we all have our little down moments <laughs> i think you're making me think because i don't know if you've heard but i've been deciding about this podcast well number one what i was doing with it and then number two if i was only going to interview people that have done challenges and I think you just answered that question for me. I think it is important that I just have people come on that have done a challenge because there's a level of commitment, personal growth, and wanting to evolve as a person and really own the things that you're taking into the world. So thank you. That just helped me kind of clarify what I'm looking for. Oh, good. <laughs> you helped me. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear, and actually, this is funny. This was a question someone posted in the group, and I'm stealing it right now because <laughs> I really liked it. And this might have even been you. I'm not sure who posted it. But what do people assume about you that is not you? Assumptions that people have. I don't know because I wear many masks, and it depends on who I'm around. And except for singing and dancing, it's probably a part of me all the time. But I mean, there's some people who would think I'm serious. There are some people who might think, grow up a little bit, which I don't want to. I'm going to keep Peter Pan with me. There's some people I honestly don't know. I, I know I'm a bit of a loner and I like that part of me. I could be in a big crowd of people and I could just still be happy about myself. Or I could be the one who's up there dancing in front of everybody, the first one. I don't. I'm so many different people. Yeah. yeah. I think you're showing that you're really growing comfortable with who you are. And so it's like whatever situation you're in, you're able to almost adapt a bit, but still by being yourself and what's true to you. Exactly. I think true to me is something that I'm learning. Fast speed. I think very fast speed because you get to these roles where I was a mom, I'm a grandmother, I'm this or that. But when you finally like, who are you? It's been a long time since I actually asked that myself. I think it was a couple of years. Well, I've been single for two and a half years now. And two and a half years ago was when I walked into this apartment. And that was the first time in over 50 years I, I never looked alone. And it was during COVID. And I had no furniture. I had nothing. I was like, this is it. I, I decided to leave that life. I came here and I said, I have nothing. I had a TV, a computer, and there was obviously a refrigerator and things like that, but no furniture. You couldn't go anywhere to buy furniture because stores were closed. You couldn't go to your friend's house because of COVID. You couldn't go out and meet somebody else because of COVID. Everything was shut down. And you're in this apartment and you're sitting on the floor and saying, how the heck did I get here? Come on, Nora, get out. And it amazes me how far in two and a half years how far I came. And honestly, really, I hate to give you all this credit. Like I, no, I hate to, 
Um, but you you are a major part in how I started coming out of my people-pleasing ways. And that was how I got there. And you're the reason why I'm moving forward and I'm doing it at a fast speed because your challenges make you really look at yourself. And it's different from the dating because when I first saw this, I thought, oh, well, it's just another dating site. And realizing that it's so much more, it was actually about dating yourself first before you start dating someone. And that was such a huge turn for me that because when you go on these these sites, you don't know who they are and just a lot of craziness there. <laughs> but you were the real deal. And so I am extremely grateful for coming here and finding myself. And I can't wait to explore more. And there are some pieces of me that I kept so authentic to myself that I was proud that I did that. I still had that drive and I still had that fight in me. And I just needed to fix that missing piece of the puzzle and you gave it to me. So, and here I am. I feel like I'm at the waterfall every day now, just ex expelling all the, all the bad stuff, bringing all the good stuff in. So I feel very pure with my intentions of life now. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you did the work, right? Because you could always set something up, but you're showing up every time we have something, you're there and you're holding yourself accountable and you've got the goals for yourself. And so it's really coming from you and the desire that you have to really make what you want and get the life you deserve. Yeah. It's try it's like trying to fit a triangle into a circle. It's impossible. But it's not. You just shade the corners off the triangle to put it in. And that's what's happening to me. I'm making that triangle shape to fit inside each other. So that's the best way I can describe what's happening. I'm transforming and I can feel it. And it's an amazing feeling. So yeah, <laughs> feel good. I would love to hear what would be the gold inside of you that's hard to have people see when they meet you for the first time or you're at an event and you're just getting to know someone for the first time. What's that gold inside of you that they don't see yet? I think I wear my heart on my sleeves, honestly. I think you can... It's especially if we're at a, at a Van Stiller event, I'm just going to scream. I'm going to yell. You're going to see it. Even something quiet watching the ballet, you can see. I think when you see my eyes and see, you can see all over my face, my eyes, you can see it. There is no hiding what I'm feeling. So just don't get me mad, I guess. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. There's things deep down inside that you just keep there and they stay locked and they'll walk, they stay there forever. And that's, that's probably the only way I can put that answer because I don't try. I don't need to feel like I need to hide who I am in a sense. Just be who you are. And if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. And just keep moving. But I always used to phrase myself like, if a man is going to choose me, I want him to walk into a cookie store. There's thousands of cookies. And his favorite cookie is chocolate chip. But they don't have any. And he decides to pick that other cookie. Don't pick me. I want to be your cookie. And that's the phrase, I, how I want to be picked. I don't want to, them to settle. And if they settle, then it's just not going to work because they're always going to be looking for something else that I can't give because I was not their cookie. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
<laughs> I'd love to hear what are you looking to bring into a relationship? Oh gosh, I I hope calmness because I don't want craziness. Trust, respect. I will respect you until there's doubt. And then I will question you and so that and you know where I'm going with that. So I'm I'm very supportive. I'm very happy. I'm very flexible. I'm very understanding. I'm very affectionate. I know that. I'm a touchy-feely kind of girl. I'll compliment you every day because that's just who I am. And I don't know. I hope I bring stability and fun. I hope I bring laughter. And I hope that sometimes my child-like Peter Pan person comes out and they laugh at me because I think that's what life's supposed to be. And I know one thing about me is I'm very orderly in some ways, in my ways, in my habit, the way I get up, the way I go to work. And there's habits that I have. Some, I don't know if you want to call that rigid or not, but there are certain things that I need to make sure I have calmer day. So hopefully they're like that too, because I want someone who's a little bit more orderly too, not just fly by night. If that's the way you are, just let me get my stuff together, get out, and I'll see you later. <laughs> We'll come back and our storms can meet then. Our <laughs> storms. I love that. Yeah. You know, I, I need some some calmness in the morning. I know I need that to get my thoughts and my things together. And then when I'm home, I can be more stormy. I don't need to be rigid, but I guess I am that way because you live by yourself and you just kind of take care of yourself. But I enjoy going out with my friends and stuff. And I, if they have friends, by all means, go. I have friends. I'm going to go. I just... But I want our lives to be meaningful together, not I'll see you next week or something like that. You actually answered this a little bit, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you're looking for someone to bring into the relationship for you. What are you looking for your partner to bring in? I definitely want a sense of humor. I want someone who can make me laugh, but not all day long. (laughs) But I do like somebody who's more spontaneous. I have that in me. I think because maybe my accounting thoughts, everything has to be in order. That's probably how I am. I hope he gives me a sense of peace and major support. Like I'm going to be there for the good and the bad. And we've all been, like I said, we've all been through stuff, but I don't, like, I don't want someone to fix me. I just want someone to support me through it because there are some things that you can't fix. Only I can fix it or just I want to be able to lean on someone. I want to be enough for someone. I want them to, they'll be enough for me as long as can be trust and respect and sense of humor and more relaxed atmosphere, I think. <laughs> like no TV. I I watch TV here and there. I just don't want someone who's gonna sit but be a statue in front of it. <laughs> I just don't want that. But other than that, I'm good. (laughs) That's a great way to put it, actually. Yeah, because that's different than someone just watching it for a little bit, being a statue in front of it. It's like your everyday kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, you're well, you're just a piece of furniture. Hey, hi. See, I I don't want that. I mean, now, if you're watching um, a football game, if you're not a Steeler fan, that's fine. I can watch your team. (laughs) But you better cheer for mine when we're watching. (laughs) That's my number one rule. (laughs) Number one. That you guys listening. (laughs) I would love to know, Norma, what is coming alive for you right now since we've been talking? Is there anything coming up for you right now? I am almost excited to meet that person. 
I feel like he's within arm's reach for some reason. I feel like there's something, something that's coming around me that's happy and pure. And maybe because I'm learning to let go. I know the one time we did this in the beginning, we were doing these dares. And I said, I don't like men who wear white tennis shoes. I don't know if you're, if you remember that. <laughs> and you said, is it going to be a deal breaker or something like that? At this point, no, it's not going to be a deal breaker, but smoking will be a deal breaker, you know, drinking heavy. But I feel like I, I was looking for things I didn't want mm-hmm. in a person instead of looking for the things like that. When Pamela was talking about the uh, vision board and she said, I put down all the things I didn't like. And I said, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing now. I'm looking at things I don't want to marry. Like, oh no, he's a smoker. Oh no, da da da. And I thought, my gosh, stop it. Start thinking about things you do want. He doesn't smell good. I'm glad. Or look, he's got a nice smile. I think when when you were young, we do look at the superficial. Oh, he's got dark brown hair. My gosh, she's got some tattoos. And now it's different. It's how is he going to treat me? I think that's the number one. And all the other stuff, well, the smoking, I, I don't want that. But the other stuff will, it's different. It's different how you view a person. So I feel alive. I feel like there's energy around me. I feel now I'm looking at every man and like, hmm, maybe. It was funny because in December, I had taken off work early to do some Christmas shopping. And I came out of the store and me and this, a guy, we just, we looked at each other and then we walked a few steps, I guess. And then I turned around and looked at him, saw him looking at me. And I was like, oh, and I smiled and I kept walking and I turned around and we both started looking at each other again. So I turned around. I was like, hey, you know, and I didn't want to approach him because I felt like, well, hey, we're both looking, we're both checking each other out. Can you come to me? And I waited a few seconds and I just waved by and I thought, man, maybe I should have went up and out. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have. And then I thought, no, if it, it was meant to be, it was meant to be. So I walked out of there and thought, wow, that was, that was a nice feeling. So I feel like there's some energy out there that's happening and there's some shift and I'm looking forward to meeting them. So I love that you shared that because what you're making me think is that you recognized it and you had this moment of even asking yourself that question, if you should go talk to him. And it just reminds me, did you see Gregory posted in the group yesterday about yeah. him? Yeah, about him going up to a With girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he went up just for the listeners. He went up to a girl and he was excited with himself that he basically gave her his number. And then now they're dating. And so what it makes me think is the next time it happens, who knows? You might be like, whatever, what's the worst that's going to happen? I might reach out to him. And so it's kind of like the more you notice these things about yourself, the more you're able to dial in what you really want. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was so cool that he asked her in front of her me. (laughs) That was dangerous. (laughs) But he owned it and look where he's at now. And when I walked out of the mall, I thought, hmm, what's he doing up there around Christmas time? Probably buying his girlfriend a present. That's what I was thinking. So it was probably yeah. not meant to be. But however, I do like your analogy of it that next time, maybe I will approach him. But I kind of feel like, hey, you know, we're both chipping each other out. You can come over because we obviously are looking. 
But when he didn't, I thought, I'm not going to go over there because I felt like, am I begging for your attention or something like that? And I didn't want that. So I didn't want to give myself away. Yeah, I need to earn it. (laughs) Totally. And you're just sorry that we're going to go in this direction for a minute because I have to stay here, whether we edit it or not. But with Gregory, the interesting thing is you would look at him and think he would never be nervous going up to a girl because of the way he talks, the way he carries himself and the whole thing. And then to hear what his side is, being this amazing person that he's even nervous to go up to someone. But his, I don't know if he put it in his post, but his email newsletter said something about his motto is a story. I want to live a story worth telling. And that was how he got himself to talk to her. And so there's something interesting about that because who knows? And I'm not talking about this guy. I don't think that was meant to be. But the idea is whoever this next person is that you run into is there could be something there by you noticing it and you talking about it here that maybe the next time you might want to just say something to yourself because what would be the worst thing that would happen if it ends up whatever it's far as that. So just something to think about. And it just I just find that interesting that it's coming up right after he posted that. And I saw his email (laughs) and now you're saying it because I what I was saying is there's a lot of people that you think are courageous enough to be able to go up to you, but they also haven't had the work you've had now where you're having these dares and you're putting yourself out there where so many people are designed for the app. They don't even know how to do that anymore. And it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means that they haven't been given that growth yet. Yeah, he was probably just as nervous as I was. I mean, he was cute. I and I think about him, like, I still could see his face and our reaction. And I thought, man, my girlfriend said, I'll get back up to the mall. I'll have to wait till Christmas time, I think. <laughs> oh, you're just making me think of my next question. So let's say you were to run into somebody. Let's say you said, what, an arm away. This person's away. Let's say you were going to run into someone. Where would you want to meet him at? I think I would like to meet him somewhere that I like. Or something I always felt like I would meet person that I was meant to be with by something that I'm doing that I enjoy, whether it's fishing or dancing or going to church. I mean, I do like the church on Sundays. I don't go all the time, but I always felt like I was going to meet that person doing what I love, but not at work. I, I never wanted to date anybody at work so I can go and love my job. But I think I will find them. And it's getting closer. It might be on the bus. Who knows? Because <laughs> I drive halfway to work and the other half I take a bus. And it's easier on parking and all that. But who knows? I might find them on the bus. <laughs> I'd love that. That's so good. <laughs> okay, let's talk to your future partner right now. If he's listening and he wants to reach out to you, how should he reach out to you? I guess by email. Email is probably the best way. My email is Norma, N-O-R-M-A. Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S, the number 17 at gmail.com. And reply, and I um, hope you're in my own sled. Hey, just come get me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when he emails you, is there something he should say when he emails you? Is there anything? I don't know if you saw the other ones, but Pamela said, what book I'm reading? And then Sally, what did she say? Oh, what's your pickup line? I think Deb wanted chocolate. <laughs> Is there anything he should say when he reaches out to you? What's his favorite song to dance to if he had to dance? So give it to me. <laughs> I love dancing. I just can't get enough of it. So obviously I'm doing it here. So <laughs> maybe I need to stop. I'm one of those red light dancers. People go over and here she is doing something. That's me. So I enjoy red lights. <laughs> 
awesome. Well, this has been so much fun having you on. And look at she, you did the thing. You did it. <laughs> you totally did the thing. Oh, I'm probably came off as immature, but that's okay because I that makes me more lovable. I think. Totally. <laughs> no, I love it. And that's what you want is you want to meet someone that sees all those sides of you and that's what they're going to be attracted to. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Stacey. I truly feel grateful for you. And I hope that you help many more people like me and get out there and do the thing. And thank you everyone for listening and for joining the Do The Thing dating experiment. We are looking forward to helping you meet people in a new way.